You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, World Cup edition. I'm Chris and I'm the host and this time I am joined just by John. Hi John. Hi Chris, how you doing? Oh, not bad. Uh, I'm still laughing because like, We'll tell the they won't let the audience know exactly what happened, but this is basically take two of the start. Yeah, uh, Chris um, messed up in the open. But I might I might tackle it on at the end of this. I, th- I think just, so. Aye. Just for a, a bonus reel, we have a laugh at me screwing it up. Oh, totally. Uh, I think this is a, this is a historic podcast actually because it might just be the first one ever that Craig isn't going to be on. I think it must be. Aye. He's living it up at class, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, rudimental, uh, get cut short because of thunder and lightning. Aye. I wonder if he was there. <laughs> oh, I probably would have been, aye. Well, there's that many stages, you can be pretty much anywhere, didn't it, class and brain? Aye, mind you, he could, could be lying in a heap because I think he was having a drink at 7 o'clock in the morning, so. Oof. Aye. And I've seen Craig when he's drunk, it's not a good sight. It doesn't take much either. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, we'll get back to talking about the football, though, because someone's Aye. still, like, cutting about in the mud, listening to music. I'm quite happy listening to Spotify, personally. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, we have reached the uh, end of the group stages. Um, we're in the, the little lull, the Friday night lull between the, the end of the group stages and the start of the, the knockout phase. So we're going to have a look back at what happened in the group phase, and then we'll, we'll have a look forward to see what we think is going to happen later on. So uh, I suppose we should start at the beginning with uh, Group A and uh, the, the, the hosts Brazil, Mexico, Cameroon and Croatia. Yep. Um, who did you have as your top two? I, had, I, I did have Brazil and Mexico, I think. Yeah, so did I. So I, like... I was going for the, the Cameroon, Croatia. I, I think I got that the wrong way around. But uh, I've certainly got the, the qualifiers for this group, right? Aye, I had I, Brazil and Mexico as well. So, aye, good things there. Decent group. It was not a bad group. Cameroon, no word. Cameron were honking. Uh, other than other than the goal they scored against Brazil in the last game, they were just. I mean, the, the first game they played against Mexico, Mexico should have had two goals in the first half, which were uh, both chalked off by a bad linesman. But they were Mexico were ripping Cameron apart in that game, and I don't think uh, it really changed throughout the tournament. To be honest, no, I never. Um, and then you had Brazil. A lot of people have said Brazil haven't been that impressive, but I don't think. See, when you think back to kind of previous winners. Generally, the team that wins it doesn't start off kind of massively as kind of playing that well. I've heard but, a few people say that, but then you can look across the entire World Cup and you go, it's kind of hard to pick a winner because they've all been there's been good performances, but occasionally there's been alright performances. So you're, you're waiting to see who's going to who's going to pick up in the, the the knockout round. And if it's Brazil, they've got the home uh, advantage, obviously. For all you can argue that Brazil haven't been that impressive. Neymar's got four goals. Exactly, yeah. Um, and you think probably like Fred obviously scored that night as well, so maybe that'll get him going. I, um, I would hope so because if he doesn't get going after that, he's not going because he's been he's been pretty poor. But then I don't think he's been quite as poor as Hulk. Yeah, Hulk's been really high the two of them. Um, but maybe then that's a sign they're, they're playing well. They're not playing well, but they're not playing great. But they're winning games. Yeah. And they've gone through, and as you say, the home crowd's going to get behind them. The, the sticky thing's going to be Mexico because they had that nil-nil draw. But even then. Brazil were a better team. It was a Mexican goalkeeper. Uh, Ochoa. Ochoa. It was uh, yeah. keeping them at bay. He had a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Brazil have got, my you were obviously going to move on to that, but Brazil have got a pretty 
tricky game in the knockout stages, I think. They do indeed, do That's uh, Group B. We may as well cover Group B now. Oh. Well, we're talking about it because uh, I think that's where the, the big surprise of the World Cup came. Oh, uh, what a start to it, though. A phenomenal start. Like, right, we're looking forward to it. We've been talking, I think, even when we were kind of doing the, before we'd even discussed doing a World Cup uh, podcast, we were talking about Spain Hall and Friday night, 8 o'clock, whatever it right, was, 8 o'clock. Yeah. You're thinking, ideal. What a start to the weekend. And, I mean, it didn't disappoint, did it? It could have been any fuller for disappointing. It was, it's probably been the best game of the, the tournament so far for me. The weird thing about it is it could have been so different because Spain had the penalty and they were 1-0 up. And he asked a point that's cracking ball through to David Silva and he tried to chip the keeper with it when he was in yeah, him. Yeah, if he just fired at either side of him, it was going in and it would have been yeah. 2-0 Spain. And 2-0 Spain, you're thinking they're, they're in cruise control then. But... It wasn't to be, and, and suddenly by half time they were level with probably the goal of the tournament for me. Yeah, I was. I think we'll kind of discuss that at some point. But yeah, I mean, what it's the fact as well. He just knows where the goal is. Like yeah. any great striker, he didn't even look. He was at, He was always looking at the ball, and then just what a header. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's a two parts to it. There's an absolutely perfect ball for um, Blunt Blunt's from the left hand side, and then it's a, it's almost a salmon leap. From Van Persie, Aye. they get on it, and everyone loves a flying header. But a flying header for about twenty-five yards, definitely over Casillas. Because prior sure, to that, sorry, I was going to say I'm sure we'll come on to how Casillas hasn't exactly been great recently. But uh, yeah. I, I don't think he could be blamed for that because I don't think anybody expects Van Persie to head it over him like that from that distance. I definitely. I mean, it goes on. It's the only one of the best goals I can remember in memory. But uh, the previous header I remember in World Cup tournaments was uh, Larson's. Was it World Cup? I, I think it was Euro 2004, actually. Against was it Euro 2004? It's I remember quite, that header. As soon as it was scored, everybody in Twitter was saying, oh, it's not Larson's. And I went and looked it up, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to stick my neck here as a, as a massive Larson fan, but I think Van Persie's is better. Yeah, no, I, I Van Persie's, I think, is better. But that was the one that, when I seen that Larson's goal was what split, kind of split to yeah. me for a wee bit. Yeah, it was a similar kind of thing, a ball in for the left and a, a diving header, so... It's, it's funny because remember we were talking about outsiders for the tournament and Craig had mentioned Holland. I just couldn't see Holland doing it. I know, even though, and it's weird because you think obviously they've got Robert and Van, uh, Van Persie have been, both of them have been phenomenal in the tournament so far. Yeah. But I just thought with the fact they had quite a young inexperienced defence, they'd lost a couple of key players in midfield as well. You were thinking, and it was a tough group as well, you're thinking they're going to be the ones that struggled. But yet, they, I mean, they've they, po- probably along with France, I would say, being the best, most entertaining team, certainly, in the tournament. Aye. I've not, I've not seen Colombia, though. I've missed Colombia, though. I've I was going to say Colombia. I've missed Colombia's games. Colombia have been quite strong, and I'm not surprised. I think Colombia was at the finished second behind Argentina in qualifying, and they weren't far behind them at all. Yeah. Difficult and, to say how good they are, though, because of the group they were in. Yeah. Because it wasn't the greatest group. No, well, you would, I think we all expected them to win that group pretty easily. Yeah. And, I think they won three games, so they certainly did. But um, yeah, I think I, I would. I think the 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 problem for Holland might be their defence, and yeah. I think we said that before this tournament started as well. I was especially looking out for the defence because the they, they chose not to take Van Dyke, so we're, in, we're thinking, well, how good is their defence? And yeah, it, it's not bad. I mean, the likes of Blint is is playing as a left back, so I, I can, there's obviously a good talent there. But you've seen against Australia that their defence isn't all that great. Yeah. Quite interesting as well to see Holland play a back three. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I can't... I mean, there probably has been times, but I imagine when three at the back was fashionable, they probably did play three at the back, but you just always associate 
Holland are playing four at the back. It's, it's we're one fly, of we're flying fullbacks. Yeah, it's one of these sort of three three five two come five three two when it needed to be kind of, yeah. which is it's entertaining. It's it's a, it's a different kind of idea for Holland, of course, because they're used to playing the sort of total football kind of four three three kind of attacking thing that we usually see, but it's working for them. They're playing to their strengths, and I'm sure uh, the Man United fans will be watching on keenly to see how Van Hal gets on there. Aye, absolutely. I mean, the, the interesting thing as well was the opening night when they did play Spain. You're always just at eye and like Robin playing out wide, but then obviously he's been playing Robin through the middle. Yeah, and I think that makes that a difference. Just, just caused PK, PK and Ramos did not have a clue how to deal with him. No, I, I mean, you, I mean for the fifth goal especially, you've seen just how bad it can be to play against him. Sergio Ramos is no slouch. No, he's not. Arjen Robin gave him a five-yard start and roasted him. It was just. It was phenomenal to watch. I mean, somebody measured that he's, he, he was running about, what, 22 miles an hour or something like that? Did Aye, think, it's yeah. one of the fastest ever recorded sprints in a football pitch or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing about Holland just now where you've got a lot of the teams you've maybe found it's been one player that's scoring the goals. Holland, I've given Percy and Robin scoring, plus yeah. uh, Dupay's been coming off the bench and he's been chipping in. Yeah, I mean, the the, the last game they played against Chile was the, the key because, I mean, that's the one that, the, the one in the group. And Van Persie was suspended for it. And that could yeah. be a problem if not Holland could continue to progress. Because Van, Van Persie has a nasty habit of picking up yellow cards. Yeah. Um, but but generally, yeah, they've been really good. And then Chile, again, they've been... I think they've been good. I don't think they've been as good as they were in the last World Cup. Um, but they've certainly been impressive. Enough. Yeah. I, 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 Chile were certainly tipped as a, a dark horse by, by, by a few of my friends. And... Yeah, I think I've seen them do pretty well in spells. They 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 flew out the traps against Australia to get that two 0 lead. But then when uh, Cahill scored at the other end, they kind of got a wee bit cagey. They did, yeah, yeah. And they against Spain they defended really well, took their chances well. But um, against Holland they just never really got going. So after the two games, I was I was quietly confident Charlie could probably take Brazil. But now yeah. now I'm not so sure. It's probably actually been, I think Group B's probably been the most entertaining group in terms of football. I can't recall any bad games from that group. No. No, I don't think um, it has been either. It's been kind of really good from start to finish. Yeah, I was, well, I think we'll, we'll move on to Group C then. We'll, I, we'll talk about Colombia. I think Group C, I've missed most of it. As I say, I've not, I'm, I've, I've missed every single game Colombia played. <laughs> somehow, I think. Yeah, they missed about playing at five o'clock, I think. Yeah, but I think the fir- was the first game. Which, I can't remember, the first, was it Japan they played in the first game? Uh, no, Japan played Ivory Coast, that was a 2am game, that was the one I missed. Right, that was a 2am, so why, or were Colombia and Japan, Colombia game at 5 o'clock that day? I think so, yeah. Aye, I'd have been working, time. that's why if I was that. Yeah, I think we had Colombia Greece at 5 o'clock, and then we had like the, the, the two groups from England, or the two games from England's group, before we had uh, Japan Ivory Coast at 2am. And, uh, Aye. I mean the, the the Japan Ivory Coast game pretty much summed it up for both those teams I thought because Japan looked pretty good scored the goal and then they never really got going after that goal and Ivory Coast were able to come back and I thought Ivory Coast throughout the, the, the three games they played started really slow in games and came into it more yeah the only game, game I've seen I think that in that group actually has been the Ivory Coast and Greece game yeah, yeah I think that's the only game I've seen which is probably, um, it was probably, although I've, I've enjoyed watching Colombia play, and I think Colombia Ivory Coast was quite an exciting game, I think Ivory Coast Greece was probably even more exciting because of what was at stake. And how it ended as well. Yeah, I mean, seconds left when that penalty gets given. Because um, it was both of them, basically Ivory Coast or Greece, whoever, whoever won that game or whatever, 
was going to be a team first team. They would be the first time them going through yeah. into the knockout stages. Yeah, um, Ivory Coast not make it four years ago. See, I thought I'm sure I thought they'd said that Ivory Coast had, had hadn't made it before. Maybe I'm wrong. Can't remember. Um, they're up. I mean, I think they were. I think they were certainly tipped to do well. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. I, th- I could have sworn Ivory Coast get through last time. Maybe it's because they've got all. Like, I mean, the the thing about Ivory Coast is that you've, they've got the recognisable players and the likes of uh, Didier Drogba and uh, the, the Yaya Touré and Cole Touré and Javinho. People playing the, the the Premiership, you know, so they're, they're instantly recognisable. But um, they, they they seem to just uh, underperform a wee bit. Yeah, four years ago they finished third behind Brazil and Portugal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I thought going into the tournament, much as Nigeria had been the team that had won the African Nations Cup, I thought Ivory Coast were the best African team. And I think most people would have kind of said as well that they were the best African team. I th- I, it's kind of hard. To, they, they certainly have the best individuals. Whether they're the best yeah. team, I don't know, because I think when we, we sat and, I mean, I sat and watched quite a bit of the, the African Cup of Nations last time out, and Nigeria played a really good team unit. And I think the, the the teams that have progressed from the, the group stages would tend to agree with that now, because obviously yeah. Nigeria have gone through as well. Yeah. Ivory Coast just seem to lack, they lack as a team, I think. There's, there's no doubt in the likes of, I mean, yeah, you Touri, every time we went in a run against Greece was causing absolute mayhem in their defence. Uh-huh. But then it it was it was coming to an end, it wasn't, there was no end product there. Yeah, aye. I mean, in terms of, going to, in terms of Colombia as well in that group, I think... From what I've read and kind of try to kind of see, uh, James Rodriguez has seemed to be the kind of player that's impressing a lot of people. Yeah, and, I mean, and Quadrado as well. Yeah, the, 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 there's been a couple of Colombians have stepped up because obviously they were missing Falcao, which is a the, the real blow for them. But um, certainly they, they were looking for players to step up and they've done it. Not yeah. interesting to see how they got in the, the latter stages. It's interesting in terms of the teams that are impressing, like the pure, the like Holland, Colombia, France are all missing key players. I mean, France obviously yeah. as well. They're missing Ribery, but it's not affecting them. I think I mean I think I said it in the podcast, the, the first podcast we did that France is probably one of the team best placed to deal with losing their player because there are other players there that have been playing pretty well, and if, if anything, losing Ribery seems to have got a, a decent team spirit there. Yeah, which is it's been good to see because I quite enjoy watching France at the moment, and certainly uh, they were the, the other team that have managed to put five past a team in this tournament so far. Yeah, I've enjoyed it as well. And as well, I'd have to say France, I think I've got the best home top as well in the tournament. Everybody's saying this. Really, I think it's really smart. I like it. I always like Argentina. I think Argentina will always get I was about to say, tops. I, I think Argentinian top is a cracker this time. And um, you know, the minute I said that, I got I said it on Twitter, and about five minutes later, I got a tweet from a Hearts fan saying, do you want one? Or Heart, the Hearts away strip next season's exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, mm, maybe I've gone off it a bit. Aye. <laughs> no, Argentina have always got brilliant tops, so... It's all it's, you can't really go on with it though. It's all, just a classic top. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I quite like the French home and the way, to be honest. Yeah, it's, aye, it's nice as well. Maybe it's a dark blue that I'm attracted to. The, the, the Scotsman, aren't we? Aye. Um, what about Group D then? Group, Group D, D is, yeah. Like... Group D has been the, the, the biggest shock of all because uh, when I pulled out Costa Rica as my uh, team in the work sweepstake, I was like, at least we give out prizes for worst team. <laughs> And they've topped the group. Exactly. <laughs> Did not and, see that coming at all. I know, and I tell you, it's, uh, it's interesting because they were the opening game obviously against Uruguay. I mean, that, Uruguay were a tip. Still, I mean, they've obviously gone through, but Uruguay, as I said before, a tournament, my outside tip for it, yeah. or even kind of just I thought a good tip for it. And Costa Rica just were superb. 
I mean, uh, yeah, it was like, it was the pace of uh, Campbell. I thought was was Uruguay didn't know how to handle it, and uh, to be honest, that surprised me in the second game because I thought if England could do something similar with Alexis Sterling, maybe they'd have the same kind of uh, luck as, as as Costa Rica did, but clearly they didn't. And then obviously as well, Italy beat England in the first game. You're thinking Italy, look, they didn't look over. England actually were probably a better team, mm-hmm. um, but you still expect Italy to get through. And yeah, I mean, the, the first goal for that was a lovely dummy with Pirlo and then fired into the corner. But uh, the second goal was just a bit of poor defending, I thought. Yeah. Can't get back to that kind of space. But, uh, I mean, yeah, England, Italy didn't look that great defensively and England didn't seem to capitalise on it. No, um, I think certainly Rooney was wasted out in the left, much as he set up the goal. Yeah. Apart, apart from that, he didn't really do much, much as Sterling was effective in the middle. I think they would have been better off putting Rooney in the number 10 role or maybe be, being brave and maybe not playing Rooney because I don't know whether... Uh, the problem with not playing Rooney is they don't really have strength and depth, England. Yeah. I mean, you, we, we've seen a bit of their second string against uh, Costa Bell. And I, I never, because I was watching the Uruguay game, but I've, I've seen the highlights and no, no was probably about right. It was yeah, just, they just they don't have that strength and depth. I, I watched the Uruguay Italy game as well and then obviously that's been the... Unfortunately, maybe the biggest talking point in the tournament. Uh, unfortunately, all the talk, the big talking points have come for this group because I, mean, I was listening to Five Live yesterday on the way home from work and all I got on the entire journey home was England post-mortem, even though they'd been home for, they were home by that point. Aye. And, boy, Suarez. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, have you seen the, the clip from last year's in the Confederations Cup? Oh, well, like, were up against each other again. Yeah. And it looks like he tried to bite him there as well. Yeah. So you you kind of wonder why what's Chiellini been doing? I, I um, mean, I, I dare say as an Italian defender, he's yeah. probably been stepping on the feet, stepping on the toes, wee niggles and all that kind of thing. But it's still no matter what, it doesn't excuse what no. Suarez has done to. Him. I mean, I mean I'm not a huge fan of Chiellini and to be honest I thought he should have been sent off and a penalty should have been given to Costa Rica in the previous game so he really shouldn't have been there however in saying that while I'm not a fan of Chiellini if his elbow had connected with Suarez after the bite I would have let my, I'd have let my way with it because there is absolutely Aye. no excuse in the, the biting yeah it's, it's probably one of these things as well I think everyone's probably heard enough about the Suarez thing that probably would Pride shouldn't take too much time on to- discussing it. No, because it's been it's been done to every, Everyone knows what's happening. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens. The, the only thing is now is whether they win the appeal. Um. See, I was hearing the, the appeal won't affect the World Cup for some obscure reason. I don't know how right. that works exactly, but I, I, even if they appeal it, they might get rid of the four month aspect or the nine matches aspect, but you still yeah. miss the World Cup. So. The, the question now for Uruguay is how are they going to be affected by not having Luis Suarez? Because we've seen the difference he made in the, the England game. Definitely. It might galvanise him, though. Uh, I mean, Cavani can now maybe play as a main striker. And not just Forlan's a bit older. He's got the experience in O'Hill that maybe it might just galvanise him. But yeah, I mean, um, the, the problem with that is they tried Cavani as a main striker against Costa Rica. And it didn't work. Yeah. So whether that will work against Colombia in, in the last 16, we need to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but you never know Costa Rica you never know they might win it your sweep will be good <laughs> I'd be surprised if we get that far well I mean in fairness they have got Greece in the next round yeah they've got a decent chance of quarterfinals so one of Costa Rica or Greece is going to the quarterfinals yeah and then you're you're, you're two games to the final 
Aye. It's, just, it's a long way to go, but certainly both those teams will fancy their chances, do you think? Aye, I would think so, yeah, but it'd be interesting to see what kind of game it like, is, what it's like, because Greece actually surprised me in the game against Ivory Coast. Everyone talks about Greece being a, a solid defensive side, but I actually thought Greece were a team that went out to win that game. Yeah, I, I, thought I, think it's because, I think maybe because Greece had to win that game, Ivory Coast a draw would have done them. But yeah, I think you're right, Greece did go out and, and try to win that game. And it was good to see, because I mean, they certainly they, they went through the trauma of losing two players early on in that game. And uh, I mean, just to confuse matters, they put Samaras on <laughs> to yeah. get the first goal. And yeah, the player they went to was Samaras. And obviously Samaras got a penalty. So, I, 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 but I do think Greece have pretty much done what they usually do with this tournament because the game against Japan where they went down to 10 men and just defended. They were defending when they had 11 men and Japan couldn't break them down. Aye. So it worked against Japan because there just wasn't something right about Japan in this tournament. They, when they weren't, you could see there was talent there, but things weren't coming off for them. Yeah, I think certainly Kajawa. He's kind of one of those players for Japan, always thought was impressive, but I think maybe the season he's had at Man U's probably. Yeah. It's kind of suffered, he's suffered from it, um, and he's not been able to kind of be playing at the top of his game. But I usually I usually enjoy watching Japan uh, play, but yeah, just, I, they've just not been they've just not been on, on the game. The, the, the question there, like, like you've just kind of raised it about Kagawa, I mean, how he didn't have a good season for Man United and it's kind of carried into the World Cup, is this, does that affect? All the players, because you can look at Lionel Messi, who's come to life, whereas you can look at half the Spain team who played for Barcelona, who never really got done much this season. So, I mean, the likes of... Did you even see Xavi in this tournament? Well, he got he dropped, didn't he? He got dropped in the morning. Uh, I think it was, the, was it the Chile game he got dropped. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But even yeah. against Holland, he was, he was anonymous. I mean, I heard people suggest that about Iniesta as well, but I still thought Iniesta was playing some terrific passes. It was people who were on the end of him, it was a problem. And if yeah. anything, I think Spain's biggest problem is they played a half-fit Costa. Yeah, I don't think that helped. I mean, it, it, it didn't surprise me in the least that as soon as he changed that for the third game and they played David Villa up front, he scored. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Casillas just had a bit of a nightmare. I, I, I was a real shame to see Casillas. Um, he did, because... He gave that ball away, and then I, 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 it was a bit unfair the third goal for Holland because he was clattered. When it was a free, yeah. that was to me as a free kick every day, but I never, he never gave it. But uh, when Casillas wasn't exactly great, he gave away a goal against Chile as well. So I think uh, he might be one of many in that Spain team that's uh, hanging up their international boots. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Del Bosque stays or not because uh, Guardiola's come out, he's trying to back Del Bosque and say no, he's still the man for the job. But you maybe think they just need a fresh approach. I think um, Del Bosque made a few errors with us. I think I think he persisted with Costa too often. I think not taking uh, Lorente was insane. Yeah. They only had Costa, for Torres and Villa for up front. So they never had much change up there when they need to go chasing goals. I think as well in terms of like, see the kind of system they play when it's Iniesta it's and Silva as the, the kind of white players. Maybe one of them, but I think you need, you need a natural white player. Yeah. Um, you someone like Pe- Pedro yes exactly and I think um, Iniesta's wasted it wide I think Iniesta's better in the middle definitely aye I uh, agree with that it'll be interesting to see where Spain go from here because I, I mean Spain have still got terrific talent so it wouldn't surprise me in the least if they the, the resurgent in the European Championships in two years but certainly they're going to go home and have a hard think about how this tournament's gone yeah uh, another one is maybe Steven Gerrard is, his, uh, is it time for him to call it a day internationally 
it, it depends if he want. I suppose it depends how long he wants to prolong his international career. But I think I could have seen a thing the other day where English pundits were talking about how there's going to be a bit of a change in terms of personnel, but you probably maybe need that bit of experience there. Aye. Because maybe the place where England are weakest is at centre-back. Um, they've not really got much competition, I don't think, for Yagi Elkrenkehill. No. Because you've got Chris Smalland, who just doesn't cut it. Phil Jones, who well, he, was, he played right back against Costa Rica, but I think they had high hopes for him as a centre-back. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem to ever get chosen at centre-back. So that maybe says a lot. And beyond that, you're looking who else have England got at centre-back. Yeah. And the, 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 the big problem if they, if they lost Gerard, if he retired from international football, is who did he replace him with? Because you don't really have a sitting midfielder either. Yeah. So then you're looking at, you've got very few choices at centre-back, you've got nothing to protect them in front of them. I, th- I think England could be struggling when the next the next tournament comes in. Yeah. But they might, change, might go for a change of approach and be more attacking. Because going forward, with the likes of Sterling, Otsell Chamberlain, when he becomes available, yeah. Barkley, Sturridge... Welbeck, who actually Welbeck, thinks does all right for England. Um, that that's where they're maybe their strength is, and they maybe take a different approach to the style of play. That's if Hodgson's capable of doing it. Is a question because obviously yeah. they're, they're keeping them on. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see again how England build on for this. But, but I think where I can see Spain having some kind of comeback, I, just, I don't see what's going to where it's going to come from with England. Having said that, they do have a really easy European Championship qualifying group. Well, they always do. But uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll manage to get out of that somehow. Whether they'll yeah. do it in the Euro 2016. Who knows? Uh, let's get back to the World Cup and we'll go on to Group E where we talk about the French. In fact, I don't know why I talk about the French. I want to talk about the Swiss. I think the Swiss have been quite impressive. Yeah, I call it, I call it the Swiss. It's got a good kind of young attacking lineup. Yeah. Um, the the surprise for me was I was expecting it to be defensive like they, they tend to be but they haven't been they've been quite attacking yeah seeing the, it was funny because seeing the build up to the France-Switzerland game I'd, I was coming saying aye Switzerland are always pretty solid defensively and then what happens is ship <laughs> five goals yeah. but that's that's a very much an exception to the rule because Switzerland are a pretty solid defensively team I mean any team under Hitzfeld is always going to be well organised yeah um, that game was that's a bit of a kind of freak game for them I don't think their keeper had up in a special game against France, which was unusual because I think he had a, a better game in the other two games. But I don't know what was going on. Maybe like there was certainly a couple of those goals. I thought he was a bit suspect. That, but yeah, I don't think his defence helped either. But no, um, and then Shakiri's going a hat trick. Yeah, in the final game to take them through. That's what two hat tricks, Muller and yep, Shakiri. So the um, uh, Shakiri's on three for the tournament. Muller's on four. Yeah. I was looking at some stats earlier. I think Muller's something like some scored four goals out of six shots really? in the tournament. That's phenomenal. Which is pretty impressive when you consider he's not regarded as a striker. Yeah. I keep saying this, but he was he was he was a golden boot winner last time round. Exactly, yeah. And I remember when he first came through for Bayern, I'm pretty sure he played up front. Yeah. And then he dropped back to like attacking midfield. Yeah. Um the big thing for France is Benzema looks hungry. Benzema looks hungry, but he doesn't look accurate to me. He has got, what, three goals out of this tournament so far? He should have yeah. about double that. Aye, he's had a connect. He had that missed penalty. He had some decent chances against Switzerland that he didn't take. Um, obviously, didn't play in the final game, but I mean, he had, I'm sure he missed a couple of chances in the first game as well against Honduras. He, he, it's what he's not taking, I think, is a concern. That, that's probably why I wouldn't put him up there with the likes of Messi and Neymar and... People like that, the guys that are actually taking their chances, and certainly Muller, who's 
four goals for six shots. Aye. But, if, uh, I mean, if France keep giving him the chances, he's going to take some of them. And if that's what, if that's what it takes, then it's never bad to have a striker like that in your, in your mouth. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, also, as well, Val Buena, he's been good. He was really good in the, the first game. I think Deschamps giving him a bit of, kind of confidence by playing him. I think previously, and previous French managers would kind of disregard him because he was kind of a bit wee. But he's been really impressive for, yeah. for France. Um, I'm not seen so much as Giroud, actually. I was expecting him to do better. Yeah. Um, what he played in this was it the second game? Yeah. They, yeah. Played, they played Benzema out wide and they played Giroud through the middle yeah. against Switzerland. Yeah, so it worked. <laughs> um, it did work, yeah. He didn't really seem to do it, which is odd. But I think um, I think he came on the third game as well and had a couple of chances but never really took anything. The big disappointment for this group for me was Honduras. They, they, they kind of turned up and kicked people. But I suppose we should have expected that given the way they played that friendly against England. Yeah, I think I don't think I was expecting much from Honduras to be honest. I was I was, I was hoping they might be less physical than they were. But I mean, Palacio was getting sent off in that first game. He deserved to go. And uh, he had that wee tussle with Pogba where Pogba lashed out at him and if Pogba had been sent off in that game, I wouldn't have been surprised because the wee last year it was quite reminiscent of what David Beckham done against Argentina in 98. Yeah, I thought he was guaranteed to get sent off. Yeah. Uh, he seemed to get away with it, so... I'm guessing the referee looked at it and thought, these two are bad as each other. Yeah. Put them both and just left it at that. And then obviously, Palacios had the, the second yellow, which got him sent off. And after that, Honduras are always going to be chasing their tails. But I mean, Honduras did manage to score in this tournament, which... They haven't done since, what, 1982 or something? Ah, uh, against, was it Northern Ireland or something? Northern Ireland, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as well, the thing with France as well, they seem to, they do seem to have options yes, off the bench. Aye, aye. I mean, we, we've seen that probably in the, the more in the, the third game than anything else. Okay, they didn't impress all that much because I think they made too many changes, but there, there's certainly, there's a few players in there that you can you can swap one out for another, which should, which should see them through the, the tournament quite well. That's assuming they can get past Nigeria. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Nigeria, I mean, one of my favourite games is probably Argentina-Nigeria. Aye, that was a good game. Aye, Nigeria have impressed as the tournament's gone on. I mean, the first game, they were. it was a pretty dire game. Well, uh, well, I would disagree with that. I think Bosnia played that game really well. And I think they were they were probably unlucky to get beat off Argentina in the first game. No, but the Nigeria-Iran game. Yeah, oh, that that was that was pretty brutal, dreadful. Yeah. I mean, but aye, they've certainly improved as it went on. Yeah, Iran's best game is probably the Argentina game actually, because they like close to getting something for that, and then they probably the just, they, they may have been able to get three points out of that. They take one or two of their chances, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't really legislate for Lionel Messi. <laughs> Terrific finish, and of course he's he's on four goals because you get the. the Pro, one of the highlights had to be the, the, the free kicks against uh, Nigeria, where he took the first one, it was just kind of a rangefinder. <laughs> and a couple yeah. of minutes later, he took a second one and made sure he went in. Aye, it's interesting with Messi because he's not been outstanding so far, but he's got four goals. Yeah. Which is quite scary. Yeah, that is very scary if you're, if you're anybody else. I think uh, what if Argentina can get the team to play with them, then they might be favourites to win this tournament. Yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen anything from other Argentinians, which makes me think they could. Yeah, because is. I mean Aguero has done nothing and is now injured and out in the tournament. Uh, Higuain has maybe done slightly more than him, but not a lot more. They really should be able to get more at Lavezzi, but instead they seem to be playing him off the bench. I think what's happened though is very much like previously. I think 
Argentina, they try to f- not focus as much on Messi, whereas this time the team is designed around Messi. Um, Aguero and Higuera may be a bit too kind of similar. It might, in a way, it might actually help that Aguero's not going to be available because Lavezzi can play wide. Yeah. Whereas Higuain and Aguero are centre-forwards who are asked to play out of position in a way. Yeah, so that Messi's got more space. They, they are a bit too similar. So. Um, Di Maria's looked good though as well for Argentina. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he, he's probably the other standout of the team so far. Di Maria's a, a, a pretty good tournament. So uh, I think Argentina... We'll, we'll see what happens to Argentina now that Aguero's out. But um, obviously they'll face uh, Switzerland in the next yeah, round. So. That, that looks fairly favourable. It's not um, bad, yeah. I mean, I, I, it depends how Switzerland play the game, I think. If they're, if they're as solid as well against France or not, as the case was, then I think Argentina should be pretty comfortable in that game. But I guess we'll see. Um, group G then. Um, this, opened is, up. this is my favourite group, actually. Of, of the eight groups, Group G was one I was looking forward to pretty much every game that got played. I know we said uh, earlier on about the, the Holland group being one that had really good games, but I think Group G was probably the ones I was looking forward to more than I was looking forward to Group B. And Group G didn't disappoint with the games it gave us. Oh, definitely, it's, I mean, it started off obviously the Muller hat trick against Portugal. Yeah, and Pepe, Pepe being Pepe, Pepe being Pepe. Aye. Um, he, he has ultimately cost Portugal their place in the World Cup. I mean, I know Germany started pretty well with 2 0 up when he got sent off, but once that happened, it was Germany going for goal difference. And aye. ultimately, Portugal went out on goal difference. Uh, yeah, um, I think the one thing as well for Germany, I think Tony Cruz has been exceptional in the tournament. Yes, aye. he's. A player that over, I think this season really been. I know Pedersen has obviously played games for Bayern, but this year's really been his breakthrough year, and he just he plays the game with ease. I, I think he's going to be the new guy that's going to take over from the likes of Xavi and Pirlo international football, where Cruz just dictates games. He is looking good, though. Um, he he's been really impressive. Well, he, I mean, obviously Muller with his four goals, got I think's been good. Um, probably needs a goal or two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozil seems to have carried on his. Not doing as well as you'd expect him to do, like you did at Arsenal. Ah, yeah, it's difficult. So, I think the the, from the system that Germany are playing, because they're playing four three three. Ozil's Ozil's best when he plays number ten. When he's yes. asked to like go out wide, and then he's maybe having to track back. He's not quite as effective. Um, it might, it might, I don't know. It might end up being maybe later in the tournament. Germany might change slightly. Um, and have maybe Ozil a wee bit more kind of in the, the kind of number ten role mm-hmm. once they're playing better opposition, but. Germany have been impressed. I mean, the, the likes, they've been the first, what, two games of like Schweinsteiger wasn't starting. Yeah. But that shows how good they are. It's not bad you could bring him off the bench. Uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, the, the other man they were able to bring off the bench was Miroslav Kloser, now joint yeah. top scorer ever in the World Cup, thanks to his yeah. uh, two inch tap in or whatever it was he got. Aye, I mean. <laughs> Did you see the graphic on the BBC? No. They showed where he scored his 15 goals from, and the furthest out was a penalty. Brilliant. <laughs> Every single goal ever, and that was closer to goal in 12 yards. There's a bit of a lack of that now, though, and a, a true number nine. Yeah, no, no, there, there just isn't a goal poacher. I mean, look at like, uh, even Miller's goal there in the, the final game against uh, Ghana. Uh, no, Ghana, uh-huh. uh, USA. It was <laughs> outside the box, first time hit. Aye. Maybe the closest probably to an out-and-out number nine amongst the top goal scorers is Benzema, but even Benzema likes to go wide. Yeah. Um, like you say, Benzema played out there in the, against Switzerland. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing for... for for Germany as well. I don't think Philip Lamb's been overly impressive for them yet, but... He's, he's been built... solid enough at the back. He, 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 well, he doesn't really play at the back anyway. He seems to play for it. Nah, he's midfield. playing midfield, aye. Yeah. 
but uh, he's, he's been solid without being as... I think we all remember the 2006 alarm. This is the problem. Yeah. The guy was playing on the wrong side of the defence and pinged in the goal that opened the tournament. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of one. But uh, no, yeah, I think he's, he's still a, a, a cracking player and he's doing a, a solid job for Germany. It's, it's quite interesting as well to have been playing Howard as a left-back. Yeah. That that was a bit of a surprise. I don't know what to make of him. Well, he's, a, he's definitely a centre-back. Yeah. But it's worked so far. You wonder though whether again going into the tournament whether maybe a Lamb will drop back into full back because obviously you can then play Schweinsteiger, Cruz, and Kadira in the middle of the park. Kadira is so, one that's looked pretty good actually. He has, yeah. Maybe because he's fresh from not playing much for Real Madrid. Possible. Um, but yeah, and even as well, would you have any, before the tournament we're looking at maybe young players that might impress? You're thinking Dratzler. Dratzler's not even managed to get on the pitch yet. No. But that, that shows how good a squad Germany has. I think, well, I think the key for Germany here is they've been building this squad for the last few years. Yeah. We saw we saw the majority of these players four years ago. And I, I mean, they blew England off the park before succumbing to... Who was it that lost to that tournament? Um, Germany. Yeah. Lost to Italy, I think. No, that was 2006. Um, Spain. Uh, aye, you could be right. Aye. I think it was, actually. The thing that surprised me as well the other day when I was looking at Thomas Muller, I know he's been around. He's been around, seems like he's been around for ages. He's only twenty four. That's just scary, isn't it? He he could be the man that surpasses the likes of Ronaldo and Cross, isn't he? Yeah, because he's got some. He's something like nine World Cup goals he's got now. Uh, Just, eight maybe. He got five in the last tournament. He's what did he get? Five? Yeah. As many as five? Yeah. So he's definitely uh, got nine. I don't think he played in two thousand six, did he? No, I don't think so. No. So but, he's got nine, nine World Cup goals and he's only 24, so you're expecting he's going to get at least another World Cup and he's still got this one to go. But, well, yeah, at least another, yeah, um, definitely. But uh, Germany have been good. I like Germany. Yeah. Uh, Having said I think, that, they were, Ghana proved you could get at them. They did, yeah. And, I mean, that that was probably the best game of this group, was that two-each game? Aye, it was a belt. I enjoyed that, definitely. The, uh, every game has been really good, yeah. apart for different reasons. Um USA, Ghana was a brilliant match. Aye, it was the, the fifth fastest World Cup goal ever. Yeah, and then, it looked, and then second half, the only team that looked like winning was Ghana, yeah. I thought. Until they and got then over, that 82nd minute goal or something like that. There was some yeah, story that, about the guy dreamt he was going to do that. Well, what, what's that? See, it was funny because he, he just, see when he scored, yeah. you could tell he's a centre-back. He just did not know how to celebrate. <laughs> he was kind of like that way, like, what did I do now? See, see, I think the celebration fits the story because if he was saying he dreamt he was going to do that, then does it? He's got that look of disbelief in his face, yeah. as if I can't believe that's actually just happened. Ah, it's like wake me up. Yeah. Um. In- interestingly, uh, were you being a Celtic fan? I'm sure I've seen that he's been linked with my move to Celtic. Really? Yeah. Right. I saw it somewhere. I can't remember where, but I'm pretty sure he's been linked with my move, and he's actually quite young. He's only about 21, 22. Interesting. Um. Keep need to try and maybe have a look and see if you can find that on the internet. But I'm pretty sure I've seen that he was linked with my move to Celtic. Well, I think um Ghana have been probably. The- they, they looked pretty good Ghana they played some nice stuff in this group and still managed to finish bottom because they shot themselves in the foot just about every time still a wee bit naive defensively yeah and uh, off the park apparently I'd love to know what happened with Boateng <laughs> Boateng and Montari and Montari yeah, yeah. Did, actually this, this is another thing I've just remembered Germany Ghana why did Montari play the last 10 minutes with his arse hanging out <laughs> I never saw that no. <laughs> his shorts were thing uh... you could see his whatever he was wearing his underwear See, in terms of interest and things like that, though, um, was it the Honduras guy? What was he chewing? Do you remember? The, was it Honduras? Um, and there's a guy, and it looks like he's chewing something blue in his mouth, the full game. I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> you need to try and find it. And then you had um, 
You sure it wasn't yeah, Luis Suarez doing something, but it was blue. It was a oh, no, no. sleeve. A hearty Italian, eh? <laughs> um, the other one was... Oh, which keeper was it? Was it Ivory Coast keeper, I think? Chewing grass after Ivory Coast scored. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. Quite bizarre. Uh, I think I think one of my favourite scenes had to be after the Ivory Coast Greece game, actually, when uh, Samaras was over controlling the Ivory Coast keeper, whom yeah, I don't yeah, think got up good. after the penalty. Yeah. Yeah, that must That's be pretty heartbreaking. Considering that was the same day as the Suarez incident, it just goes to show how polar football can be at times. Aye. And USA have gone about their business quite nicely. They have. Aye, it's, I mean, the, the win against Ghana obviously set them on well, and they were seconds away from beating Portugal, deservedly. Yeah. Aye. But uh, they looked a little naive in that game. They, they, they certainly showed how not to run down a clock, that was for sure. Aye. But they'll be angry. There was like something saying that they are one of the best supported teams at the tournament. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, but certainly uh, back home in America, the, the the TV audiences have been setting new records. Yeah, and they've been beating like NFL playoffs and stuff. Aye, as I as seen as, that as, as well. That's impressive. I think the only team I can imagine, apart from obviously Brazil, that's been Argentina games have been brilliant. But like Argentina filling the Maracanã. Yeah. You're just, like, that was amazing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that not a bit like Celtic fans filling Ibrox or Rangers aye, fans filling Celtic Park? Aye, Scotland fans filling Wembley. I, like... I think, I think even ITV came over, or was it PBC? One of them, whoever was broadcast, they actually said yeah. that. They said it's a bit like England fans filling Hamden. Aye. Um, <laughs> and my, my immediate thought was, aye, because Scotland fans filling Wembley used to happen all the time. Aye. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the crowds have been really good, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as well as Colombia uh, have been filling their stadiums as well, because obviously Aye, they're not I, far away. I think they're winning the vote of the, the hot females as well, Colombia. Yeah, and if, if, if anybody's interested, in the, there's a nice thread running on the, the yeah. Scottish Football Forum. <laughs> but, uh, forum, it's got uh, plenty of the Where's the Birds World Cup yeah. special in yeah. the World Cup section, so uh, certainly check that out if you're on the forum. Definitely. <laughs> and the last group then, Group H... That's another group I have missed a lot of it. I you saw the lot. See, if I'm honest, you haven't missed a thing. I hate this group. See, when you consider Group G had Germany, USA, Portugal and Ghana, I would have taken all four of them to go through ahead of anything in Group H. It's been woeful. There's been one decent game and it's because Algeria and Korea were pretty out-rubbish each other. I saw the second half of that game. Aye. Um, and I saw... I think I watched the last... 15 minutes or something like that of Russia against Algeria. Apart from that, I've not really seen it. Yeah. You're, um, you're not missing it. Basically, all that happened was Belgium made a lot of subs that won games. Because Belgium I, were deservedly behind against Algeria, made a few subs and won the game 2-1. They then played a pretty poor game against was it Russia they played next, but managed to get the win late on through a couple of subs. And then they played that final game against Korea, who were really needing a miracle to win the game. And they managed to get a goal somewhere along the way. Aye. I, 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 never, I never even checked to see what happened in the, uh, the Belgium-Korea game because I was watching the Russian-Algeria game. And if anything, the only team that's even worth watching in this group has been Algeria. Because they did all right against Russia. Russia were poor. I mean, they played defensively with Capello setting them up like that. And I can see where the English moan about them because Russia have been disappointing in this World Cup. Yeah. And uh, fortunately they're going home because they did play a bit more attacking in that third game but it was kind of too little too late. Although I, there's some claim that the, the Russian goalkeeper for the corner that Algeria equalised from was getting blinded by a laser. 
Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Aye, Dan Capella's not too happy about that. But it's good to see uh, another, that's Algeria there through to the knockout stages for yeah. the first time. Yeah, I mean... And determined to beat Germany after bet, what happened. Yeah, because we all know what happened. Yep. <laughs> Aye, so that that could be, could be an interesting one. Um, so, so quickly then, let's see how many did we get right in terms of who we thought would go through. Group A, we both got Brazil-Mexico. Yep. Group B... I had Chile uh, second, so I was right about that, but... I had Spain and Chile. Yeah, so did I. Um, group C, I had Colombia, Ivory Coast. Yep, as did I. Group D, I had Uruguay, Italy. I had that with Uruguay, so I got Uruguay in the right spot. Uh, group E, you got right, France, Switzerland. Yeah, I was I was spot on my Group B, I was spot on my Group F with France, and, uh, Argentina, Nigeria, sorry. Uh, uh, G, I was spot on with that as well, Germany, USA. We never uh, talked about Portugal, did we? Other than Pepe making a RC himself. There wasn't really much to say about Portugal, I don't think. Ronaldo finally got a goal. Um, Group F, I had Argentina, Bosnia. Bosnia kind of disappointed me. I thought Bosnia would do all right. I think they were um, Bosnia. I but I mean, they did have that perfectly good goal chopped off that Jekyll scored when Effie Ambrose played on one side and they went to pitch flag up. Aye. Um, group H, I had Belgium, Russia. But I did have seven out of eight group winners. The only one that let me down was Group B. Spain, yeah. yeah. I think I had Russia winning Group H, but... Uh... Yeah, other than that, I wasn't far off. So, I mean, certainly some of my predictions brought up eight games because we've got Brazil, Chile, we've got Colombia, Uruguay, we've got France, Nigeria, uh, we've got Argentina, Argentina Switzerland. Switzerland. Aye. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. I only had one, two right, Brazil, Chile and Argentina, Switzerland. But it was the second place, is it? Could I let me down? Yeah, I've got four out of eight. That's not bad. So, I don't know whether how that changes in terms of who we maybe think is going to win the tournament or... What we think well, yeah, I mean, finals going to be. I mean, I mean, what we've got quarterfinals wise, we've got the winner of Brazil and Chile playing the winner of Colombia and Uruguay. Yeah. So I think if I was going with that, I'd have to say Brazil, Colombia. Is this maybe a good time to move on to predictions for scores? Are we doing? Then, are we going to do scores? Or are we just going to predict who's going through? Because I'm not convinced I know what the scores are going to be. All right. Well, we did have this that, debate in the forum actually because obviously we've got the predictor competition running, and there was a debate as to whether the results stood at 90 minutes or 120 minutes. But fortunately, we, we, you must be able to get a side note, Glastonbury, because uh, Craig was able to tell me it's, it's 90 minutes only, just like the bookies. I, so. I think he's. I think he usually takes a wee cheap phone with him, so he can still get text messages. He's got a burner. I. Is he a drug dealer then? Who knows. But I've 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 taken I've written down some predictions in terms of scores, and I've actually got even some games finishing as draws during the ninety minutes. But then I need to decide I who's going to then go through. Uh, Brazil, I think I'll beat Chile. Aye, I'm I'm trust, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with that one. So, but, uh... on, only trust though. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Colombia tomorrow night because it'll be the first time I've seen them. Yeah, and the fact as well, it's a South American match. Two South American teams going for it. I think. Get your money in a red card in that game. I, 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 th- I think they could be a bit of needle about that game, certainly. So, but I've gone for that as a draw, and I can't decide who's going to go through. Colombia with that one. Um, Netherlands against Mexico. I think the Dutch will trust edge it. Ah, uh, see, I I think Holland might struggle with this game because if the Mexican keeper can play well, I think Mexico will maybe stand a chance in this one because they've certainly get they've got some talent up front which could exploit Holland's deficiencies back at the back yeah the one thing as well that'll be interesting is that Mexico are playing a similar system to Netherlands yeah so it might cancel each other out this might be a nil-nil so, kind of job <laughs> so it's one of them that to, to, they both just decide right we'll just play what we've been playing or do one of the teams maybe think right let's try and outfox the other 
and play. And I think if one team was to do that, I think Holland could play slightly different. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a good game, though, if Netherlands Mexico. I'm going to stick my neck out and say Mexico in this game. So you think Mexico I'm going, I think Mexico will go through. Um, Costa Rica, Greece. That's another game I've gone for a draw in 90 minutes. Of the eight games, this is the one I'm struggling with the most because I think it could go either way. I think I want Costa Rica to go through. I think well, I want Costa Rica to go through because I've got them in the sweep. But, um, um, I, th- well, I mean, it's also technically the last game that Samaras will play as a Celtic player. Yeah. Because his, his contract finishes at the end of the month and that's Aye. 29th of June. And so if they were to get through, they'd play the 1st of July and they'd know uh-huh. Celtic play. I think as well, just Greece have had their moment. I think so. Um, Aye. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Costa Rica take it. Um, so I hopefully Costa Rica but, would yeah, play I mean, Equally, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Greece took it. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I would say Costa Rica, maybe. Just on the American kind of front. The American teams have done really well in this tournament. They have, yeah. Climate, maybe. Could be. I mean, it's, uh, this is what they always say about these tournaments. And, like, no European team's ever won in South America. and There's still European teams there that have got a chance, but... You think eight, uh, half, half the teams are from the Americas? Yeah. In the quarterfinals? Yeah, that's that's a, a good showing for them. And there's only one, two, three, four, five, six European... No, six, six European teams, I think. The problem they've got is they're all in the one bit of the draw, just about... Because Brazil and Chile are both South American. Colombia and Uruguay are both South American. And they'll play each other in the quarterfinal. So you're guaranteed a South American in the semi-final. Already. Aye, you have. Um, France, Nigeria, I think France will win that. I think so, aye. As much as Nigeria seem to be entertaining and a good team unit, I think France will probably do enough to beat them. Uh, I think Germany will beat Algeria. Yeah, I can't see. I, I mean, Algeria again have been reasonable value for money, but I think Germany they're, they're just better. So I don't see much of that. I think Argentina will beat Switzerland. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that either. And then Belgium, USA. I'm almost tempted to go with America, but I think Belgium will sneak it. It's another tough one to call because I think Belgium haven't been great, but they've managed to get the subs right. And America have been pretty naive, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a tight game and Belgium steal it to death. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Belgium in that one. But, but that that's it's good. I mean, that's that's what you like. Right. I mean, you're looking at these quarterfinals and thinking, I oh, sorry, not quarterfinals, second round, and thinking these most of these games are going to be quite tight. Yeah, I dare say they'll, they'll end up. There will be some games that will be some team will, some teams will run, run away with them, but at the moment they can look quite tight, and that's probably goes down again to the fact that. There's been no one team that you'd say they are winning it just now. Yeah, I think that's, I would agree. I think the other problem with that, though, would be we've had really good group games. It's been a fantastic World Cup so far. With these being also tight, we might just start seeing a few more cagey games that aren't quite as entertaining, especially I, as we're getting into the business end of the tournament. I, I thought we saw a lot of cagey games in the third set of fixtures. Yeah, um, there was certainly a few more than there had been in the, pre- the first sort of two sets around. But in terms of goals-wise, oh, this is the... And since it's been 32 teams, it's 136 goals in the group stages. Pretty impressive. And I think in most games, if you bet on over two and a half goals, it would have come in. More or less, though. Um, so that's that's a good thing. In terms, it seems to be that even though maybe a lot of teams are playing one up front, there's goals galore to be had. Attacking teams on top. Right. So are we changing our mind over what's happening in the rest of the tournament? Or? Well, who did, you, who did you say was going to win it again? I still had Argentina. You still had Argentina. I, I, you still think Argentina? I haven't. I haven't seen anything that makes me think they can't. 
Aye. But there's nothing to make me say they definitely will either. That's the problem. See, I can't remember. Did I go for Uruguay to win it as well as my outsider? Or did I go for Germany? I can't remember. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> See, I need a black book. So Craig's, think, got, Craig, uh, Craig's probably uh, got us written down his black book. I, I think Germany at the moment. I would, I would really like to see a Germany-Argentina final, I think, just now. See, I, I'd still like to see Brazil-Argentina, and it could happen. Oh, I would, I, I mean, don't, I would not mind, but I, I don't like Brazil. I don't like Brazil. That's I, know, I, know, I know there's this whole romantic thing that, oh, Brazil, they've always played the best football and all that, but this Brazil team doesn't play that great football, Um, I don't think. Whereas Germany-Argentina, I remember 86, Germany-Argentina 3-2 final, but then I also remember the 1990 final, it was dreadful. Oh, aye. Um, but but I, yeah, I would like to see those two play again in the final. But Just... then, but then France, could France maybe do it? I don't know, but it's going to make for an interesting last two weeks of the tournament anyway. I'm just I'm looking at how this tournament's going to run out. Argentina have got a pretty decent draw. They've got Switzerland in this round. If they get past that, they've got either Belgium or USA. You'd expect to make it past that, and then they've got one in Holland, Mexico, Costa Rica, or Greece. Well, I'm so if you're thinking them. Holland, then. Argentina, Holland, and one semi-final. Brazil and Germany, and other. I'm thinking Argentina, Mexico, to be honest, because I think Mexico will be home. Yeah. But I'm even, even that, I'm thinking, yeah, Argentina will probably win that. Yeah. I've got. Yep. What have I got? Another one. I've got Brazil, Colombia. Brazil will win that quarter-final. France, Germany. That'll be a belter. I reckon yeah. Germany will win that. So you're talking Brazil, Germany, one semi. Argentina, Mexico, another semi. Aye. I'm still going Brazil, Argentina final. Aye. So I think I'll go, I'm going to go Germany-Argentina final. And probably Germany to finish third. Um, I think that's more or less what I did say originally. In fact, yeah, I've, I've got mine written down and I'd said Argentina first, Brazil second, Germany third, Spain fourth. But <laughs> obviously can't have that anymore. Aye. But it's, it's good. As, I can't remember a tournament as well where there's been um, so many players with like three, four goals in the group stages. Maybe there, there probably has been. But at the moment, just think, was probably cause, just because of our last tournament, there was the top score of finishing in five. But what you've got, we've got Muller, Neymar, Messi all in four, mm-hmm. Benzema, Shakiri on three, Robin, so, Rodriguez on three, Van Persie. Valencia. Any of Valencia of Ecuador's got three. He's the first uh, one that lasts out. Yeah. Van Persie's always got three as well. And our top scorer bet looks pish. Uh, top score I'm blaming Craig. Yeah, well, it was Craig that went for the Guerrero. I'm pretty sure I was wanting to go for Muller. Yeah, I'm sure I mentioned Muller. Yeah, well, I, when I when I mentioned it at the time, I'd said I had money in Aguero, but also had money in Muller because I thought 33 to one was a decent odds. And I was kind of saying, don't go for Aguero because just because I've got it, I'm not going to argue if you do. But I'd rather you didn't go for the same bet I've got. Aye. So that uh, is gobbed because he's out injured and he's not going to play anymore. He's got no goals. So aye. I did go for though Deco as my outside bet when that's obviously. Thankfully, I never put real. I never put real money on it, but that's who was my outside bet. And he never really did much. I suppose the, uh, the good news is we still have tenor on Argentina when I woke up. Yeah, so yeah. that's still going. Uh, so it is. If that happens, that'll be fantastic because that'll be money for charity. Thanks to McBookie. Aye. We'll wait and see. It's, 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 it's certainly possible. Um, who Jango finish top scorer? Jango be Messi. <sighs> I still reckon it could be Muller. I think Muller's having a good shout. Because, I mean, what seems to happen quite a lot is the team that finished third have got the top goal scorer in the tournament. It doesn't always happen, but because they play the same number of games as the finalists, they've still got that chance of scoring in lots of games. So, having got four goals out of that, I mean, I would expect Neymar and Messi to be up there as well, because I'm expecting them to get all the way to the final as well. 
So uh-huh. I think I think there's an outside bet of Miller. I think he's, he's probably not favourite, but I think he, he's certainly he's certainly capable. And if he's firing in shots or getting four goals at six shots, then aye, and he could possibly get a few goals against Algeria. Aye, I think that might help him. Uh, did then, you see that Argentina have got the the run like Belgium and then sorry Argentina have got Switzerland and then Belgium possibly so yeah you, you reckon they've got a good chance of getting their goals as well yeah definitely did you see the the BBC uh, fan vote for team of the group stages I haven't no um, I'll run through it quickly the goalkeeper was Ochoa so the Mexican yep. keeper. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, but then Opta starts. They've got the best keeper has been in Yama, Nigeria. Really? Um, in terms of that one, yeah. Um, right back, the BBC fat or the fat like the public vote went to Aurea of Ivory Coast. Okay. Um, Opta starts go for Danny Alves. Really? Aye. <laughs> um, I'm, I've the, also got the the Footyborg net. Uh, they did a, a team of the. They were the group stages so far, and they had Ocho and Go, and right back they had the uh, the Bucci. The Bucci, right? Aye. This is this with Scott. I'm assuming that's usually uh-huh. Scott. This is Facebook, isn't it? Um, centre backs. The public vote went for Marquez, which I think is a pretty good shout. He's he scored in like three consecutive World Cups now. Yeah, and he's captain him in four consecutive yeah, not, World Cups. I can't. I still don't know why Barca got rid of him. I think he's a cracking for. Aye, I think he's good as well. I like him. Oh, well. uh, he's an old, old-fashioned defender as well. Kind of isn't scared to get stuck in. And Thiago Silva was the other one. Whereas the Opta stats went for uh, Medel with Chile. Right. Who has had a pass rate of 93%. Pretty impressive for a centre-back. Not bad, right? And then Van Buten at Belgium, actually. Aye, I can see that. Um, the the football next got Giancarlo Gonzalez of Costa Rica and Mario Yepes of Colombia. So, aye, Yepes playing about thirty eight years old. Aye, I know. <laughs> that surprised pretty, me as well. He's done pretty well. Pretty impressive. Uh, uh, he, he was still beaten by the Mondragon, the goalkeeper. Aye, forty three. He's aye, now beating Roger Miller's record. Yes. Um, the the midfield they went for that. They went for four three three. By the way, who'd you have the, a left back? Oh, sorry, left-back, uh, Danny Blind. Yeah, aye, that's, that's pretty much what I'd go with as well. <laughs> but then the Opta stats had Chilini. <laughs> but that was based on ta- like, tackle. Like, right, aye, the stats do look good, but... To be honest, Chilini was just good in my fantasy team. That was about that. <laughs> Um The midfield, though, the mid- they've gone for... A, they've gone for... A, they're playing 43, so the midfield three, and I would say a pretty good midfield three, actually. Tony Cruz, yep. which I, I wouldn't argue with. Valbuena and Vidal at Chile. Alright. Whereas the Opta stats and this wouldn't really work out because of the type of players they are. Went for Cuadrado, Robin and Rodriguez. Great attacking. That would be a great uh-huh. attacking you know, but they would have nothing going, but, going well, back to it. The football net has a 4-2-3-1 formation so it's got Jermaine Jones America and Tony Cruz. I think everybody's going to go for Tony Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> Rightly so. And then sitting in the hole in the number 10 is James Rodriguez of Columbia. I'm looking forward to seeing him tomorrow night. Ah, he's been, he's, he's been, he's been one of the, the, the shining lights of the World Cup, I think. Who, um, who have they got as the wides? The right, two wides? The, the two wides are Neymar and Arjen Robin. Yeah, I think that would be a fair shout. With Thomas Muller up top. Yeah. Um, you know, no Messi. <laughs> interesting, I The public vote... And the BBC went with Muller 
Robin and Messi, which I think. No, Neymar. I think the problem with Neymar is nobody likes him. <laughs> aye, that, I think that maybe is. I think the Opta stats still went for Neymar, Benzema, Messi. Aye, that's hard to argue, really. So, who was. So, aye. There we are. So that's it. I don't know if there's anything else to. I think to we've, probably, we've probably covered it all. Aye. So I'm assuming we'll, we'll have another podcast once uh, we're further than the line. Once the gaffer's back. Once the gaffer's back, aye. Aye, it'll be another, it'll be another two-person one because I won't make it unless I can find some sort of Wi-Fi signal in uh, Egypt. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the one hosting it again then. Aye. It probably won't be till after the World Cup's done though, so I think we'll, we'll get about a couple of weeks off to watch the the knockout stages unfold and then we can have a, a podcast afterwards to respect uh, what we've seen. Well, if you leave it a few days, I am back on the 17th. And the finals the 13th. Aye. Should we can fit it in that week some point. So, aye, that'll be good because I'll still be watching as much of the football as I can. I'm not, I will pro, I don't, I doubt I'll see all of it because I'm on holiday but I will try and see as much of it as I can. Well, unfortunately, Egypt aren't in the tournament, so there'll be no uh, support there. And, but to be fair, I mean, there's no support here either. <laughs> Aye, the good thing though is, in terms of Egypt, the time difference is not that far out. It's only about an hour out, so Off, that'll yeah. be fine. Aye, so it's not like I'm going to be having to watch games at silly times. Well, not not any more silly, you mean? Aye. <laughs> I think that what the rest of the games are sort of five o'clock and nine o'clock as they have been the, the final group stages yeah which apart is from the final I think it's just I think the final's eight o'clock I think which is better because I think it's a Sunday or something yeah Sunday the 13th of July yeah Sunday the 13th of July eight o'clock kickoff. but it's gone in the first two weeks it's gone in quickly hasn't it it's flown by absolutely flown by I mean it's it's not really a surprise because they fit so many games in in that, that period because they've played what 48 games or something Aye. Aye. Six games each group, eight groups, 48. 48 games down, 16 to go. Aye, I think as well, like in terms of tournaments, like I, from that I've started watching, I think it's up there with kind of one of the best so far. It's been fantastic. I, 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 I can't remember a better tournament than this, I must admit. Just, uh, it's been so many entertaining games. There's been a few duffers in there, but there's always a few duffers. Aye. But uh, yeah, if the, if the knockout stages are in, like the group stages, we're in for a fantastic finale. But. We'll need to wait and see if that's actually going to pan out. Aye. I think part a lot of it's probably down to the fact that a lot of the, the world's top players have stepped up to the plate. Yeah. I, I, the likes of the Messi's and the Neymar's and Percy's and Arden Robbins and really good Thomas Miller and Tony Cruz and Sim Cristiano Ronaldo was not quite fit. But it's also had a few upsets there, but like Algeria going through Greece. I don't know if Greece was an upset. Maybe. It was, um, it was a reasonable upset, I think. But Spain going out, obviously, Italy going out. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a bit of everything. I mean, Portugal. Right. Been a bit of controversy, obviously, and there's been fantastic football, a few shocks in there, a few the best players stepping up to the mark. What more can you want from World Cup? Definitely. Hopefully it continues in the last two weeks. It's not a, doesn't end up being knockout cagey affairs, but fingers crossed. I'm sure they, they managed to find a way to get some decent games out of this anyway. They usually right. do. Um, so just remember you need to add in your blooper at the end yes the I'll, I'll make sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't think I, I have anything else to cover I think no, that's I probably think, it I think that's us for the night so uh, thanks for coming on John 
Aye, no worries, Chris. Cheers for having us. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk again in, uh, after the tournament's done. Definitely. Looking forward to it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>